0: Welcome to the Mile High Fight Show, the podcast where we break down the latest in the fighting world. Joined by my friend and co-host Enrique Cisneros, I'm Ryan Marenholtz, and let's get started. we got a fun show for you guys tonight, uh, you know, obviously a little bit off uh, schedule with what we normally do, uh, but we're bringing you guys some nice coverage tonight. Enrique, how you doing? You excited to get into this?
1: Oh, dude, I'm so, so hyped. So much fight stuff has happened uh, since I talked to you last. And yeah, dude, I'm excited.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Let's get right into it. So let's go through our new section here. Our first story Nina Nunez, wife to the goat Amanda Nunez, announced her retirement after a decision win over Cynthia Calvillo uh, with wins over Claudia Gadella, Angela Hill, and Randa Marcos. Nina ends her professional career. With 11 wins, 7 losses, you know, obviously, congrats to her, and, um, you know, like we've said multiple times on this show, uh, we'd love to see when uh, people are able to retire on their own terms, as Nina Nunes was here, so...
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to go out with a win over Cynthia Calvillo is no joke. Uh, Cynthia Calvillo, uh, Calvillo is still one of my favorite girls in the division um, and was going to be a tough fight for Nina. And to be honest with you, I, I thought it was a fight that Nina was going to lose. Um, so for Nina to go out on top, um, you know, just a few weeks after Amanda was able to get her belt back is uh, is amazing. Um, so congratulations to Nina on a outstanding career, um, you know, with... Uh, with uh, wins over contenders and, uh, you know, fights with champions of this division. So congratulations to her, congratulations to her uh, her career, and um, best of luck in your next adventure.
0: Absolutely, very well said. And our next story here, former UFC title challenger, uh, former two-time Bellator world champ and current PFL welterweight Rory McDonald announced his retirement after failing to make the PFL playoffs. Uh, Part of a legendary fight with then-champ Robbie Lawler. Rory has wins over Nate Diaz, BJ Penn, Demian Maia, Tyron Woodley, and Douglas Lima, ending his professional career with 24 wins and 10 losses. And yeah, major respect to him. Uh, Another retirement here. And, uh, you know, another retirement on his own terms, although obviously uh, disappointed that he didn't make the playoffs that he was vying for. Um, But yeah, great respect to him.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Rory McDonald is like an OG type of UFC guy. And, uh, you know, I know he's definitely um, definitely past your time. And low-key kind of slightly past my time of watching the UFC. Um, but Rory McDonald was a monster. Um, I followed him from the UFC, followed him right over to Bellator, where he fought Douglas Lima. And he fought D- Douglas Lima twice, actually, fought, uh, you know, MVP. Um, Just fought so many guys, never, never backed down from a a tough fight. Um, You know, took out Nate Diaz, BJ Penn, and I'm talking like BJ Penn when BJ Penn was like world beater, like absolute star killer, Rory McDonald beat him. Um, One of the best UFC fights ever of all time is Rory McDonald and Robbie Lawler too. Um, It's like literally one of the most amazing fights you can see. Uh, Robbie Lawler's lips like completely busted in half and Rory McDonald's. Uh, Rory McDonald has a crazy cut. Like it's just, it's one of the best fights you'll ever see. Uh, so yeah, definitely congratulations to him and uh, to his family and, um, yeah, just an OG and pioneer in the sport. So congratulations on a, on an awesome career.
0: Absolutely. And then our next story, Derek Brunson versus Jack Hermanson announced for December 3rd, UFC event for a showdown between the middleweight contenders. Uh, yeah, very highly anticipated fight uh december 3rd cannot come soon enough for that i need uh another brunson fight in my veins
1: yeah i'm definitely excited for Derek brunson to get a fight uh Jack obviously obviously just coming off of that um he had like he was supposed to fight darren till ufc london i think it was mm-hmm. and uh darren till obviously couldn't make the fight fought that other dude then ended up flipping him off and talking shit to him um, so Jack Romanson <laughs> yeah. gets to fight a contender. Derek Brunson gets to get back in there and, um, yeah, they haven't announced where the UFC event is going to be at. Um, you know, it's just right now just set for December 3rd. So we'll see, um, where that ends up taking place. So, but yeah, a good fight for sure.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait to see what, uh, gets scheduled around it as well. And then a absolute banger right here. The last style bender Uh, Israel Adesanya is set to defend his middleweight belt against longtime nemesis Alex Pereira, November 12th at MSG. Uh, The two have fought twice before in kickboxing matches, with Pereira winning both of them by knockout. Um, And, yeah, so obviously, you know, a little history between those two. um, That's going to be a super exciting one, and I cannot wait for that, especially after meeting at, um, I can't remember exactly which event it was at. I think it was, if not the last pay-per-view, like the previous one, um, where uh, Adesanya fought and Pereira fought later on the card against uh, Sean Strickland. And you, you could just feel it. You could just feel that energy building, especially after that win. And um, Yeah, I, the UFC spared no time in uh, getting us this matchup. So I cannot wait for November 12th.
1: Yeah, this is... Um like instantly like okay so islam and charles happens at the end of october and then this happens at the beginning of november so instantly like i'm instantly just so stoked about november 12th um that yeah the ufc knew this was coming that's why they gave um alex Pereira, sean strickland end up with that amazing knockout of sean strickland uh three fights uh three knockouts three highlight reel knockouts so, uh, yeah, Alex Pereira definitely has earned his title shot. He gets to fight Israel Adesanya uh, for the third time, this being the first in an MMA fight. And Izzy said it himself when he announced the fight, like on his Instagram, like, this shit ends now. You know, it's kill or be killed. This is the third one. And this is the one in the height of everything. You know, Israel Adesanya is a star in the UFC, and Alex Pereira is a relatively newcomer uh or yeah. yeah newcomer um so for him to step onto the scene three knockouts get the hype uh people know now that the two have fought before twice and Pereira knocked him out like Izzy was stiff dude like it wasn't just like a TKO type of knockout it was a knock out um so yeah Pereira's got the got the power in all of his limbs um and yeah I'm so stoked for this fight it's it's crazy how stoked i am for this fight i don't know if i'm more excited for this fight or the islam charles fight but um this fight is just gonna be a banger
0: oh for sure and yeah i mean you, as you've mentioned before it's just ever since the um or you know ever since Pereira entered the ufc it's just kind of been a countdown to when we're gonna get this match up and uh as soon as he can earn that title shot and so yeah he's earned that title shot they're gonna to get to face off in November and uh we cannot wait for it it's gonna be a ton of fun and our next one here Askar Askarov versus Brandon Royval announced for October 15th a big fight for both men as they look to make their name heard for next title challenger at uh, 125 pounds at flight weight there and uh yeah I mean another solid fight and, dude October, November, December right there, lining up a ton of nice fights.
1: Yeah, it's... it's um Yeah, I mean, the UFC definitely, like... They keep everyone, like, scheduled so well. well you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're never really... Like, there's a few times where you're like, eh. But usually, like, you're at least getting, like, UFC action. I mean, like, the Tiago Santos-Jamal Hill card, 10 out of 10 fights ended in a finish. You know what I mean? And so it's like, right. even if you're not, like... You know, it's not like a fucking Francis Ngannou, Conor McGregor type of star status event. Still good fights, dude. And, uh, yeah, Askar, yeah, Askarov and Brandon Royvelle, uh Brandon Royvelle uh, who trains here in Denver, Colorado. Um, you know, represent. Um, you know, a big matchup for him. Um, he's, he actually fought Kaikara France and Brandon Moreno, who just recently fought for the interim belt, um, you know, a few weeks ago. So you know, Brandon Roy Vals already fought both of those men. Um, he's looking to establish himself and to get his name thrown in the ring, um, for the next title challenger after, um, Moreno Figueroa four. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big, important fight. A- uh, Askarov himself is undefeated. Um, you know, so it's a big fight for both of those guys. And, to be honest with you, the winner of this is probably going to get the next title shot. So it's a big fight for sure. Um, you know, I, I would I would definitely circle circle October 15th and then circle this fight on there because it's going to be fireworks for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a very fun one. And then another October fight here, uh, Chase Hooper versus Steve Garcia Jr. set for October 29th. Uh, Chase Hooper is looking to continue uh, to gain fight experience, being one of the youngest fighters on the roster at 22 years old, and has made improvements in all of his last fights since coming from uh, W or I'm sorry D W C S, uh, the Dana White Contender Series, which uh, you know it feels like a ton of new uh, contenders have been popping up from Dana White's Contender Series lately, um, and that's definitely been uh, taken off for sure. So. Uh, yeah, excited for that matchup.
1: Yeah, this is one that um you know, perked my ears when I had saw it as well just because one, I love Chase Hooper. Um you know, like, he's just, like, the coolest, sweetest dude ever. He just is, like, a super mellow kid, um, great at jujitsu, and just has the heart of a lion dude. Just, like, goes out there and fights his ass off every single time. Um, the last fight that I watched with him, um, you know, Chase Hooper, like I said, is more of a jiu-jitsu guy, so he gets a little outmatched in the striking battle sometimes. The other guy was piecing him up pretty decently. He fought through the adversity, fought through it. Got to the second round, was able to get him down with a very super clean little sweep. um, Rolled him right into um, like an ankle lock, ankle pick type of situation, and was able to win the fight by submission. So um, yeah, I've been very very impressed by Chase Super. You know, I've been impressed with a lot of the guys from the Dana White Contender Series. You know, they, they this has been a nice way to infuse talent. Macy Barber came from there. Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munoz. You know, there's been quite a few guys that have uh, came over from the Dana White Contender Series that have made names for themselves here in the UFC. And Chase Hooper is, uh, is one of those guys that's looking to continue to do that. So, yeah, uh, excited about this one for sure.
0: Absolutely. And then uh, a couple stories outside the UFC here. Our first one, AJ McKee versus Spike Carlisle announced for Bellator 286 on October 1st. McKee looks to get back on track towards another title shot. He's currently the third-ranked pound-for-pound pound fighter in Bellator's ranking and the number one-ranked featherweight contender. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a solid fight there. Another solid October fight just absolutely packed with some nice fights going on uh, that month. And, I mean, like we were talking about, the whole stretch of October, November, December uh, just I, – I well, I would say, like – just teleport me there already but we've got some nice fights to look forward to before then too so uh we're getting fed right now for sure
1: oh yeah we're definitely not going to complain like we're we've got great fights um in the ufc we got great fights out outside the ufc and um you know we I'll, I'll, I'll openly admit we don't give bellator and one championship and some of these other promotions enough love on the show and my bad okay my bad it's, it's I'm a busy guy. Ryan's busy himself. Sometimes, you know, it's just the UFC stuff. Like, just is what it is. But if there's anyone to talk about outside of the UFC, it's definitely AJ McKee. AJ McKee is one of my favorite fighters. Um, You know, he had two great fights with um, um, Pitbull out there in Bellator. And he was able to... He won the belt... And the Bellator Featherweight uh, Grand Prix, so he won two belts and a million dollars that night. Um, but then in the rematch against Pitbull, he ended up losing his belt, um, and so this is his first uh, fight back uh, since losing his belt to Pitbull. Um, and AJ McKee is just a young, dominant—you know, just a great fighter altogether. He's one of the—he's one of the few fighters uh, from Bellator that I would say could probably make some noise in the UFC and is one of those guys kind of like Michael Chandler um, that I would be so uh, I would love to see AJ McKee in the UFC or even some sort of like cross promotion fight, um, which the UFC has never really been open to. Um, yeah. I mean, AJ McKee has talked shit to Max Holloway. He's talked shit to Alexander um, And I think he can give, I think he would give Volk a hell of a time. I think he'd give Max Holloway a hell of a time too. So, uh, yeah, AJ McKee's super talented. Spark, Spike Carlisle, geez, Spike Carlisle is no joke himself. Um, but yeah, I am definitely excited about this fight. Uh, I'm always excited to see just great fighters fight with, regardless of what promotion they're in, and AJ McKee is a great fighter, so um, definitely excited for uh, October, November, December. Those are just uh, good, solid fight months, and then... It's cold outside, so there's nothing to do besides hang out with the homies and watch them fight, so I'm down.
0: It's true, man. It's true. You know, I mean, hard to do some uh, some sports in the winter, but punching other guys in the face always warms you up, so <laughs> works pretty well. But uh, our next and uh, final news story this week, Teofimo Lopez goes on to defeat Pedro Campa in the seventh round due to a technical knockout. Uh, this is Lopez's first fight since his last outing in which he suffered his first professional loss to George Cambosos and also his junior welterweight debut Uh, uh, and this is boxing if I did not mention it before but uh, yeah I mean this this was a very solid fight and Lopez just outlasted him and uh, you know got stopped on a very solid combo that he put together there and uh, was just nailing the dude and the referee stopped it there and Congratulations to him uh, rebounding off or, or after his very first career loss there, um, in which I, I believe he, like, I, I'm sorry, I'm not super familiar with the way the boxing works, but I believe he lost four titles Yes. in the one fight.
1: Yeah. So, like, um... That y- sucks. Yeah, so it's, sorry, bro. it's terrible. Well, and then the guy that he had to go through to get the belt, you know, was no slouch either. Um... So, yeah, like, boxing has different, um, I guess, like, what would you call it? Like, uh, like different promotions, I guess is the correct word for it. Okay. There's, like, the WBO, the IBF, all these random fucking acronyms. And um, you can become the champion of each one of those promotions. And then, you know, like, once you have all the belts, then you're just, like, pretty much seen as, like, the universe universal unified champion, you know, like you're the champion of all that shit. And, um, right. that's pretty much essentially where Tiafima Lopez was at was he was the champion of all that shit. And he ended up losing to George Cambosis Jr. Um, who is also a great fighter and also another fighter I love to watch. Um, and who George Cambosis Jr. ended up losing to Devin Haney, who, had a rematch clause. And so now Cambosis Jr. and Haney are going to fight again. Um, I believe in September as well. So another one of them, September, uh, classic fights to watch. Um, but yeah, Tiafima Lopez, uh, also a Jets fan, uh, shout out the champ, um, for being a Jets fan, shout out the champ for showing up to Jets training camp and for getting a a nice rebound win, um, over a tough, uh, guy and, uh, 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 Pedro Campa so um, yeah all in all great fight for Lopez great fight for a rebound and um, just just good to see uh, it's good to see good people win sometimes Ryan if you're a Jets fan that means you're probably a good dude too
0: right yeah I mean totally agree just nice to see good people win and rebound obviously after unfortunate uh, you know outing there in his last one so uh, yeah good for him so that is going to do it for our new section today, and then so we can move into the main section of the fight show today. Uh, it can be a little bit of different schedule uh, than our normal stuff. Just going to go over uh, the main event and the co-main event on the Vera versus Cruz fight night, uh, and then touch on the Santos versus Hill uh, main event, and then we will get you guys back to uh, you know our normal fuller uh, episodes there next week, uh, and so. Let's go ahead and just get right into it. The Marlon Vera versus Dominic Cruz bantamweight main event, a great back and forth fight. Uh, Cruz started off strong, moving around smoothly and landing strikes, as well as body and low kicks on Vera, who, though quieter in the early first, continued to gain momentum and strikes on Cruz, eventually slowing down his fast pace. Uh, The two battled with Vera looking sharp in the face of Cruz's ability to repeatedly recover, before Vera nailed Cruz with a high head kick as he evaded a combination, uh, knocking Cruz out cold in the fourth round and giving Marlon Vera the win on the night. And yeah, I mean, what a fight, dude. Dominic Cruz still got it. You know, he's doing his his booth thing, but occasionally he comes in and uh, still fights. And uh, he looked really good, but Vera just caught him really nice. And uh, it it was definitely cool to see Vera kind of slow him down over the fight, you know what I mean? He started off, uh, Cruz did, started off real fast, and Farah just slowly was able to kind of piece him down and uh, get him to slow down enough that he could land a really nice kick and end it there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I thought Dominic Cruz looked great last last night on Saturday night. Um, So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think that the biggest – The biggest thing that I I, I thought that Marlon Vera did good in those first few rounds was just staying with the pace of Dominic Cruz, surviving the onslaught. Uh, He definitely started off relatively slow, um, slower than I thought he was going to um, start. But uh, Dominic Cruz has great footwork. It's something that he's always been known for. Dominic Cruz is a puzzle to figure out. Um, And Marlon Vera figured that puzzle out. Marlon Vera, you know... And if you go back and look at Dom, Dominic Cruz's fights, um, he like does get a little low with the way he like dodges and evades, and you know like just go back watch a few Dominic Cruz fights. He gets real low with the way he swings his head. He he just moves it to the left a lot. There's just, like a lot of a lot of things that you know is very weird and funky for MMA. But sometimes that weird and funky stuff kind of kind of messes you up a little bit. Um, There's reasons why certain things work outside of MMA in comparison to inside MMA. And I think that Dominic Cruz is starting to realize that, you know, it's a different game. Uh, Maybe the stuff that he was getting away with earlier in his career, uh, even just a few years ago, he can't do anymore. Because Cheeto Vera, you know, just saw it through that left high kick up and nailed and broke his nose on it. Um, Yeah, it was just completely like... It was such a shocking knockout, if I'm being honest with you, because he barely, like, barely gets his toes to connect with his face, and it was just such a powerful kick It just put him right out. He like literally like skipped halfway across the the cage. It was it was crazy, um, but it was a it was a great fight regardless. Um, shout out to Dominic Cruz for showing that uh, that fighting spirit that he has and for just always being ready to fight. Uh, and shout out Cheeto Vera. Um, you know, Cheeto was a guy that. Uh, I've been rooting for for a long time. Um, you know, Cheeto has a um, uh, special needs daughter that he takes care of. Um, and, um, you know, being a dad myself, um, you know, I could always support another dad. Um, and, yeah, Cheeto is just, he's just a badass, dude. He's all tatted up, so I love that aspect of him. And, yeah, I'm glad that he was able to establish such an awesome knockout over such an established legend like Dominic Cruz. Um, and I would look for Cheeto to probably fight – uh, the winner of the O'Malley Peter Yan fight, because um, I think there's unfinished business with O'Malley. Um, if O'Malley were to beat Peter Yan, he'd be ranked ahead of Chito Vera, so that it, it, that fight makes sense ranking wise and the unfinished business wise. And if it's Peter Yan that beats O'Malley, which a lot of people think it will be, Peter Yan needs a new fight. And tell me, tell me after seeing that knockout, you don't want to see Peter Yan versus Chito Vera? It's a banger.
0: I know. I was like, I'll take either one of those fights, to be honest with you. Give me Sean O'Malley rematch against Chita Vera. get the full fight in theory. Um, but Peter Yan versus Marla Vera too? Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, uh, please. Right. But yeah, I mean, a very solid main event there. And then the co-main event on that card there, a featherweight matchup between Nate Landwehr and David Onama. Uh, quite an interesting fight. David Onama started off this fight looking dominant despite solid effort from Lander, swinging for the fences and almost ending the fight a couple times with huge hits. However, when the second round started, it was clear Onama had tuckered himself out and were pretty much had his way, controlling the following two rounds almost entirely uh, and just battering Onama before receiving the majority decision. And later on, this fight would receive Fight of the Night honors and You know, kind of an interesting decision as far as that's concerned. I think, like, the first round was very entertaining and very uh, bombastic. But, yeah, after when they got in the second round, just Onama just did not have a lot left. And credit to him for surviving for another full two rounds. And the fight didn't get stopped at any point. But, uh, yeah, Landor just was able to do whatever he wanted at that point.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, like, strangely enough, um, I thought this—I thought this was a good fight. Like, I'm not even mad about it whatsoever. Um, right. But like, low key, a lot of people are calling this fight like the fight of the year contender. Um, what? Yeah, like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm I, I understand it was a good fight. I'm not mad about that at all. But like, there's just been a lot of a lot of good fights, and you know. I'm I'm just saying like, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. Well, the everything else about it is uh is too much for me right now. But it was a good fight for sure. Um, it was a decent co-main event. Um, I I thought it was going to be uh, much worse than it was. So yeah, congratulations. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of what happens with these two next after that because usually when there's a a fight like this where both guys are you know. They had, they had a pretty decent fight. Um, you know, the UFC will try to book them with other guys that, you know, throw the hands or are willing to get in some slugfest to um, try to continue to coax that, you know, good fight thing out of them. And especially if they got fight of the night, you know, a nice little 50K to each of their uh, their wallets is always good. So, yeah, congrats.
0: Absolutely. You love to see the boys getting paid any way they can. and yeah, I don't know about the whole uh, fight of the year thing, but it was definitely fight.
1: I thought it was crazy, too. Fight. I thought it
0: was crazy, too. I know. I was like, I I understand the bombastic part of it, but yeah. Yeah, either way. But um, then we can go ahead and move on to uh, our previous week's main event, the fight night between Tiago Santos versus Jamal Hill. Uh, is it? It's not Jamal. It's Jamal Hall Hill. No, I think, it's,
1: I think it's Jamal. It's just Jamal?
0: Okay, I think hey, it's just Hill. Jamal.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's how I... I know, no, I, well, and I agree. It, it, let me tell you, what I think is funny. Um, I think, like, when we do the flight show and we're naming off the football players, you do, like, a much better job at it. Like, you, like, Dude, right. you are, like way, like, way better at me at it like so like you just have no problem with it and i think you do a fantastic job on the fight show i just think that like randomly like you just, just struggle str- you it. just struggle slightly more on the fight show which i, I don't know i don't know maybe it's because you're like you're just so well versed in football that like the enunciations just like flow to you you're like a uh, doctor strange when he gets in the zone you know
0: what i mean <laughs> dude i'm I'm the rain man in football that's That's what i'm saying
1: dude that's what i'm saying like you might be the rain man in football but the Uh, minute the minute the ufc hits you're just like you're just out you're just out out of uh out of the zone there lose
0: 80 iq points yeah man it's just slight it's just
1: ever so slight it's just ever so slight
0: (laughs) no i feel you i feel you uh that's pretty fuck no, but so yeah, the Santos versus Hill, uh, J- Jamal, Hill. Jamal Hill, Jamal, Jamal, Hall, Jamal Hill,
1: <laughs> dude, it, it's so good. though. <laughs> and like, if I if I wasn't your friend, I would have called you out on it. So I just have to. No, do it.
0: it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. But a mouth a mouth watering matchup did not disappoint as this light heavyweight main event went into the fourth round, starting with Santos lining up some nice shots in the opening round. Uh, with Hill doing his best to stay out of trouble and land some of his own, gaining the momentum as the fight went on. And despite a Santos resurgence in the third with some nice ground control, uh, the two went into shootout mode, It's exchanging heavy blows, before Jamal Hill drops (laughs) Santos on top, then proceeds to land strikes from the top until referee Herb Dean called the fight.
1: Yeah, I mean... Okay, so... I I like Tiago Santos, okay? But the way he fought John Jones and the way he's still technically the only fighter to ever win a round against John Jones, like literally ever, um, mm. I think has carried his name higher than it needs to be. Um, to me, Jamal Hill, on the other hand, um, has been a guy that's been ascending the ranks very, very quietly. And... No one talks about Jamal Hill because, I don't know, He's he is fighting tough guys. Like, he is fighting tough guys. He just knocked out Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker was in the middle of being like a prospect that was knocking guys out. Jamal Hill knocked him out silly, dude. Um, like straight hilarious KO meme type silly. Um, knocked him he's out there. silly. Um, John Jones wasn't able to stop Tiago Santos. Jamal Hill did. You know, like, there's been a few guys ranked ahead of him that weren't able to stop Tiago Santos, and Jamal Hill stopped Tiago Santos. Um, and, yeah, I was talking to Diego, um, you know, my good buddy, um, and, you know, um, just someone that's also very interested in MMA and UFC, uh, like myself, and uh, yeah. I was telling him that, you know, I really do believe that Jamal Hill is like a dark dark horse contender in this division that no one's talking about right now because i think you know one there's a new champion a light heavyweight with yuri prohaska and he's very flashy he just had that amazing fight against uh glover texera um which i think they're getting ready to announce part two i'm not sure yet we'll we'll find out hopefully by the next fight show but um yeah like i i think there's a little bit of love at the top Um, John Jones just left the division. Daniel Cormier is retired. Dominic Reyes is still out for whatever reason. Um, And so, yeah, I I think that there's not a uh, a lot of love at the top of the division right now. And someone that needs to get a little bit more love is Jamal Hill. And um, I think he'll continue to win fights until he gets a title shot. I really do think he's quite talented. Um, And I think he's a dark horse contender in this division for sure. So congratulations uh, on his um impressive TKL win over Tiago Santos he showed great poison and power and if he just didn't have that dumb tattoo on his chest i would like him a lot more right he just has like two yeah. random facebook thumbs ups on his chest like one on each side <laughs> it's like so random stupid it's just that that's you guys crazy dude
0: just stop bro that's terrible
1: it's so bad no, like
0: but- I, I'm, I'm with you though, as far as Santos is concerned. And uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at, or I'm sorry, not Santos Hill, uh, Jamal Hill, when you look at him in the light heavyweight division, you know, almost anybody, if you can not only have the the power and control over that power, but then also be able to kind of piece guys up um, and pick your shots and be that sniper, that's, that's going to take you a long way in, uh, fighting a lot of those big guys. Um, if you can avoid those major shots and pick your own shots, uh, at that larger size, and rather than just going into every fight as a slugfest. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's definitely an underrated contender and that showed here against Santos and that was a solid fight. And I, I gotta say before we sign off, I did, uh, while you were talking, yeah, I, f- I think I figured out why I suck at UFC names and MMA f- names because I realized that, like, almost all football names are, like, American-ass names, and then in MMA, it's, like, a worldwide sport more so. You know what I mean? So you get names like Yuri Prohoshka that I had to literally look up the definition, like, pronunciation for to, like, f- f- figure out how to say it. Because I was like, I don't know how to say this word. Like, just like just reading it, I was like, I don't even know how to attempt to say this word. There's, like, no names like that in the NFL, bro.
1: That's true. I guess there is, like, literally no fucking... Well, okay, and to also give you credit, the way Jamal Hill spells... Well, the way Jamal Hill's mom spelled Jamal is true, Jamal true. Hall. Jamal Hall. Um,
0: true, Jamal Hall.
1: <laughs> so, but shout out Jamal Hill's mama, like... Made a damn damn fight, damn fine light heavyweight contender, um, but yeah, I agree. True. There is no, um, there is no Yuri Prokhashko or Habib Nurmagomedov in football. Like there is <laughs> right, right, there is none of that. <laughs> like yeah, there is none of that. So, um, that's funny as hell. dude, yeah.
0: I still call him Khabib, and that's just straight up wrong. Yeah,
1: that's I mean, it is, right it right is, and right it isn't. There's people that call him Khabib, and I don't think he has like. Um, Like on the contrary like nate diaz actually prefers to be called um nathan like just like no i'm for real i know it sounds terrible right like why would i I know dude so many people do but i mean like just prefers to be called nathan that's why like ariel hawani literally calls him nathan um also hilarious, Dustin Poirier calls him Nathaniel, which is like is so, <laughs> it's so funny to it's me.
0: It's like one step worse. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like a de-evolution of Nate. It's like <laughs> Nate, Nathan, Nathaniel. Um, oh my god. But fucking, anywho, yeah, like, I, I do agree spot on that, um, yeah, most of the names in American <laughs> football are American and, um, yeah, and in MMA you just get all these crazy ass names. Um, so I can't fault you there. I just had to. I just had to talk shit to you, Ryan. I just had to.
0: No, I feel you. I I like, just as you were talking, I was like, dude, that's what it is. These fucking crazy ass amazing, which is ironic for me having a German ten-letter last name that like five people that I've ever met have pronounced correctly the first time they say it. I should just be like uniquely qualified to say those types of names.
1: Oh unless, yeah, that is unless uh, I am not. Well, you know what it is. It's it's because you also have like just a normal first name. You know what I mean? Like Ryan, true, just
0: boring ass fucking white person name.
1: Right. Like Ryan <laughs> is just like a normal a normal first name, and then you pair it with this like extravagant last name, and that's how you get the beautiful person that you are. But Even more so, you just fall on the Ryan side of worldwide uh, name enunciations. That's all. You just fall on the Ryan side, (laughs) not on the Maranhole side. That's all it is. This is true. It just it it just is what it is. For like, my name is Enrique Cisneros. I have like four last names, and I don't speak (laughs) Spanish. It just is what it is, dog. Like, you know, uh, we would be too powerful. Yeah, we'd be too powerful. If if I knew Spanish and you could announce MMA names, we'd be too powerful, Ryan. The world couldn't have it.
0: This is a good point. We have to be limited in our power. We wouldn't be able to handle that much.
1: Even Superman has kryptonite. Even Superman has kryptonite.
0: <laughs> good point. Good point, my friend. Okay. I think that is going to do it for us today. Of course, check us out on social media. At Mile High Flight Show on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and at MHFS Podcast for both Twitter and our merch on Redbubble. Thank you so much to everyone that listens. This has been the Mile High Fight Show, and we'll catch you guys next week for the highly anticipated UFC 278, headlined by Kamaro Usman and Leon Edwards, which is going to be a banger.
1: Yeah, that's a crazy fight um also thanks again guys uh from the bottom of my heart i appreciate every single one of you guys that listens and i know ryan does too so thanks again and we'll see you next week